Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast. My name is George Housen and today we're here to discuss the second half of the car liveries ahead of the 2024 Formula One season. Joining me today we have Grid Talk co-host Ruby Price, Owen Medford. Hello. And broadcaster Charlie White. Hey again. But before we get into the episode itself, it's sponsor time and today we're thanking Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to play your place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Where the game starts. And today, Owen, we're going to start with Aston Martin for the cars that were revealed last week as we're recording this. The AMR 2.4 livery was revealed. Now, I remember when Aston Martin came back to the grid in 2021, we were all really hyped to get the British Racing Green back on the grid, but that hype has severely been dampened now since then. I, I must admit, it's it looks like a distinctly drab car, in my opinion, mainly because of something that we're going to talk about a lot today, unpainted exposed carbon fibre. What's your take on the Aston Martin entry for 2024? I'm not going to defend vast swaths of of carbon fibre just being exposed, but I don't know what the fuss is about for the the Aston Martin, to be honest with you. The sections of it that were black last year are black this year. I don't think they've painted them at all there. And if anything, it just looks like a slight sort of reorganisation of of who's paid the most money to them to be quite honest i i i think from a sort of i think the car sort of looks broadly what it did like what what it looked like last year and it doesn't seem to have sort of i don't know it doesn't seem to have sort of the uh, the big step i think uh, is is the issue i mean it looks broadly the same in, in all over the shop i mean you've got a slight you know it, it's it's had a sort of a small nose job where we've we've gone to attaching the nose to the sort of to the to the second element of the of the front wing but so, sort of towards the rear, you know, they're getting new. They get a new suspension from, from Mercedes. Apparently, the front suspension is new. They've got a new chassis and things like that. So the power, you, you know, obviously they're inheriting a lot from the from from Mercedes, which is how we knew about the changes that they've made to the rear of the car. But yeah, I think they've. I don't think they've done anything else. I mean, it looks broadly the same. I mean, you know, the, 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 <laughs> Valvoline sponsors them now <laughs> instead of crypto. So we've we sort of lost some crypto sponsors and, and gained worse ones with even more Aramco sponsorship right onto the rear wing. I don't know, it, it looks... To me, to be honest, it looks broadly the same as a car. They've got a new chassis, which I think is fairly interesting, but that, that would explain the sort of change to the to the side pod inlets that we've got. So we've got a, a very sort of late 2023 Red Bull side pod inlet, and that sort of increased the amount of undercut they can do. But I think they've, again, inheriting some of, lot, some of that from Mercedes as well. So it just... It sort of looks. It doesn't look like a more competitive car. That's my main issue, and and it doesn't look much better either. I, I think there's something about maybe British Racing Green only works when it's on when it's on metal because otherwise you need a base coat that clearly they're not willing to put on, um, and it just looks slightly dull. It doesn't it doesn't look as good as let's say a, a Jaguar C type or something like that. And, you know, apart from that, it's it's broadly the. I think it's fundamentally broadly the same car that we saw twelve months ago, and I and I don't see sort of that evolution in the in the livery that we've really gone for maybe that means that they've directed more money towards performance but you know that has to be that's yes to be seen and we'll have to see it on track to uh, to see if that really makes a difference yeah and they'll be hoping that it'll be a upturning fortunes much like they had 12 months ago obviously starting the 2023 season as 
probably the second best car on the grid and the only ones really able to challenge Red Bull in those opening rounds. But yeah, I, I think it's one of them where it's like, it's just probably just not quite bright enough. I mean, maybe it's the the, the images that we've seen where it's quite a dark background. Um, maybe it's the first few rounds as well, which are going to be at night in Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, obviously. But we'll see what it's like in the flesh. And like like Owen was saying, you know, it's large, it largely looks like the same car as last year, but... As with these reveals, they're not truly a reveal because the car that'll hit the track in a week for preseason testing will be different to this. And then the car that'll hit the third, hit Bahrain again for the first round of the season will be different to that. That's just the nature of Formula One. Even in a couple of weeks, they're still going to be bringing updates, especially at the start of the season. So what these cars look like now, they're going to change potentially or they hit the track. And another one that's changed, Ruby, is, uh, is McLaren. Obviously, we had their uh, livery reveal back in January. But now we've seen the car itself, the MC MCL 38. And I wasn't a massive fan of the new livery. I mean, obviously it's Papaya, it's McLaren. I'm obviously very biased. I do like how it looks. I didn't think it quite looked as good as last year. But seeing the livery on the actual car that's going to be running it, I think it looks better, to be honest. But what's your take? I mean, first of all, we've had that many one-off you know, McLaren liveries, liveries in 2023. It's hard to know if this is even a livery we'll see that much of in 2024. They did actually admit that they've not shown the car that will hit the tracks in Bahrain. This is just a show car. They did two weird launches for 2024, and one of them was the livery on last year's car, and another one was the livery on another car that's still not going to make it to the track. But, you know, from what we have seen, it is more of an evolution of the future mode McLaren, which we saw last year with the increased prominence of the OKX logo on the side pods. They've taken away the blue that we've had the last few seasons, which has probably given way for more weight saving from exposed carbon fiber. Black and papaya, it is obviously still kind of fitting with that theme of where can we save the weight? Where can we keep our identity? I'd like to see a lot more papaya, to be honest. Um, you know, I think the McLaren does look good in papaya. I think it looks best in papaya and chrome. Maybe a slight tweak to the Silverstone livery we had last year. But yeah, I do think it looks all right. The real question is, will they have continued the momentum that they made with their development during the 2023 season, which did see them come towards the front? But, you know, they'll be hoping to have continued that and be starting the season on the front foot. Yes, let's, I mean, if they're very much the anti-Aston Martin last year, they started incredibly badly and got a lot better, which is the inverse of what Aston Martin did. I have to admit, the car as well does look a lot more aggressive it looks quicker we'll see if it is actually quicker that's the main thing of course and i didn't realize that as well ruby i did not realize that they revealed the car without revealing the car so so only only in formula one could you get a team that's revealed a car twice without actually revealing it i do love the sport sometimes and what i also love as well charlie is the ferrari i have for me this i mean spoiler alert this is a clear winner for me in terms of how good this looks i think this is the best looking car on the grid. I, I don't think it's even particularly close, to be honest. I, I just love everything about it. I mean, yeah, like like every car on the grid, there is exposed carbon fiber that's unpainted, of course, but I think they've done a good job of hiding it. I think it works well. I mean, it used to have black highlights in the early 90s with their car, and it, it's kind of a throwback to that, like we had last year, too. The only, the only potential downside for me, really, is that it's not quite as good as that one off Las Vegas livery, but I really, really like the look of this car. What, what's your take on it? Great. It's great. I think it's actually one of the few cars that really, if you, th if you know, for marketing to young, younger people, they're doing the, uh, the kids 
versions, you could actually could still get posters of race cars today. It's one of the few they could actually pop on a poster and use as a marketing boy. Like I, 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 if I were a kid, I would want that hanging up in my room. Like it's a gorgeous car. And just quickly scrubbing through the uh, the different angle photos of this year's and last year's that are on online, I think there's actually more overall more paint on this car than last year's car. When you start to look at the side the the, the side angles and the the bird's eye view, the front wing has some red on it in the middle section of it, and at the expense of maybe a little bit lost on the uh, the the side pods. But the the golden yellow, the white striping that flourish, I think it just adds just a nice a nice amount of pop to it when you compare that kind of flourish to when we talked about last week because I was also on that one with the uh, Alpine. They threw in some of the pink and blue, but they didn't make that stick. They made it absolutely stick with this gold and white, white flourishing. I think it flows nicely over the body. Even on the nose, it has two bands of it, where I think it kind of, if there's one detractor to this car, the sponsorship, it's good for Ferrari to get all those sponsorship dollars coming in. But I find that it's a very cluttered. Like you can have lots of sponsorship. Uh, McLaren, for example, has lots of sponsorship with the Chrome logos on the on the wheels and even on the body and everything but i find just a quick glance going through all these it just to me the side pods especially they just looked cluttered the the petroleum company logo on the side the uh the the writing for the sunglass company like they they work fine but there's a bunch of little ones that seem to be just kind of tucked in there randomly almost it kind of kind of breaks up the, the flow the look of the car as your eye leads up the side of it, but the 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 wheel covers I think great. They went from black to to red and the red and yellow. It's just it just gives it a nice absolute pop. And you know, if they put it on a poster, I say I'm you know I'm usually beyond the age of buying a poster, but I might run out to <laughs> I might run out and get one to put on my wall just to have a little bit of nostalgic little boy moment. Like I love this car. I absolutely love this car. What it does look like though. And this just could be the angle of lighting and how they're taking pictures is that it looks to be more of a matte paint than a gloss. If you look at the 2023, there's a lot of shimmer and shine to it, but this one, it's, it's much more matted. So I don't know if that's just a design choice that they're going for or just how the, how the photos went. But I always prefer, and this is your personal preference, I always prefer a gloss or even a semi gloss to just like a dull, dull featureless shine on a car. You want that glint as they're rocketing around a track. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot going on, like you say, with the sponsors and stuff. I think for me, I I personally don't mind it so much because I mean I can't see all the sponsors on there, but for the most part, those sponsors are not as um, questionable, shall we say, as a lot of sponsors on many of the teams. I'm not saying they're all perfect by any means, but I think that essentially helps it a little bit. But it's just Ferrari. It's just class. You know, you can say what you want about the team. They are. They've just all. They've always been there. They've just. It, it's just what they are, and I. I think. I think it works really well. And just having just little things like having the Ferrari on the, the Ferrari logo on the actual rear wing as well. It just works. It just looks retro, but it looks modern as well. I think they've done a fantastic job with it. But the main thing for them is that they hope it's going to be faster. And oh, sorry, George. I say anything just about the Ferrari. I I do like on the front nose as well. They incorporated the Italian flag right on the very part of the front wing on the nose. It's just a little tiny, it's just the little, like I said, it's the little details of the car that just make it that much better. They have the, 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 the pony, like it's just, it's 
a gorgeous car. And I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this this is what this this show's about, and we're meant to watch Lord Kill about the uh, about the good liveries, and this is definitely without a doubt one of those. Yeah, so pretty much halfway through the going through these liveries, I just want to mention that if you want to head over to our social medias to you know, keep up to date with when the show's going to go out, with updates from all of us, uh, you can head over to Talk UK. That's on pretty much everywhere where there's an at symbol um, on the social medias for that. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you went over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and gave us a five-star review. That would very much be appreciated. And if you're on the YouTube channel as well and you're one of the 72% of people who aren't subscribed, to the channel yet please head over there and click the subscribe button and ring the bell icon so you can get an alert for when we're going out next with our next show or when we're going out live after one of the races which we'll be doing this season just like last season but yeah so we'll move on next to mercedes owen now i think there's a lot of intrigue around mercedes like were they going to keep it black like last year were they going to go back to their traditional silver turns out the answer was both they've combined the two of them in a bit of a hybrid livery and i I actually really like it. I'll be honest with you. I think it's one of the better ones on the grid. But what's your take? I think it's one of the better ones on the grid. That's the thing that a lot of people are getting. If only because obviously Mercedes ran a mostly black car last, you know, almost entirely black car last year. But for me, it feels a, a bit, a bit sort of visually disjointed. Actually, obviously, there's there's sort of the increased. If you look at last year's cars compared to this year's car, there's the increased Ineos branding on the roll hoop and engine cover. And also on the inside of the front wing end plates, if you, I mean, you don't have to go too far back. I find it, to my eye, it looks a bit more like the, like the, what was it, the W11? Uh, sorry, no, no, not the W11, the W12, the 2021 title challenger, the Mercedes Red. It looks more like an evolution of that, to be quite honest, with the silver moving away from the engine cover instead onto the nose. Um, so you've still got the sort of silver arrow there. That'll be a, obviously a vaguely arrow shape. And then you've got the Petronas blue moving up from below the side pods up onto the top of the nose, which is which is sort of interesting. I think Mercedes sort of tends to show that of like that that has in the past sort of shown where the air, where the airflow goes. Obviously, that means enough, that's a stylistic choice more than anything else. It's just I think it's just the way the way it flows through the car from a visual standpoint. That's why they've chosen to do that. But the the issue is that they've moved to, they've unfortunately for me moved moved the Petronas blue up towards where the where the uh, the Ineos red goes and to me they don't really go as go together quite well as a as a uh, as a color combination maybe maybe sort of Mercedes's design team is aping back to the to the very successful cars the W11 the yeah the W11 and the W12 but uh, you know from a technical standpoint it's a, it's quite an impressive car I think it's sort of it looks like they've made sort of some changes, and, and and if you look at the render, you'll never see this. But if when we've seen it out on track, we've seen that Mercedes is almost going slightly towards the the outwash sort of concept and regenerating that Y two fifty vortex, you know, but bending the rules so that they can do it with the with with maintaining four elements and a single wire of carbon fiber off the off the top inboard element. But apart from that, you know that but that that's all on that's all made out of you know vast amounts of black carbon fiber and i think it's le- less egregious because we didn't really notice it with the with the w w14 the last year's car where only the top half was painted in black and you know it, it took you know bright spotlights from in bahrain or abu dhabi or and under the lights in singapore for you actually to be able to spot that tone that that difference in hue that they're using and um, but obviously you, you, you know on, on a on a sort of damp silverstone weekend you can't necessarily see that i think that's going to be a bit but a little bit more obvious this year one thing i think the car does look like is actually it, it look, almost looks like the sort of 2005 mclaren i don't know what 
I, I kind of personally like that. Um, I don't know if other people will, but I think it's, I think it's an interesting thing. And, and, you know, even down to the sort of, they've, they've bowled the main plane of the front wing as well. And I don't, I think that's working the, the front a little bit harder, but it does look sort of like, if you go technically through the car, it looks like Mercedes have sort of made a number of steps towards sort of getting the car to be a more consistent challenger. Um, even if visually it's not that consistent. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it looks relatively interesting and, and, and I'm excited to see it on track. Yeah, so am I. So am I. I didn't. I didn't expect a hybrid kind of of silver and and black like that. And I think you hit the nail on the head as well. The first thought that I had was this looks like the old. I'm not going to say what the brand was, but the old sponsor that McLaren used to have in the late '90s and early 2000s. You know, it was mainly black with splashes of silver. I mean, it looks a bit different to this, but it's a bit of maybe it's a bit of a harken back to that. Obviously, Mercedes did provide the industries McLaren looked in, in those days, and there was no Mercedes Works team. McLaren were that effectively the Mercedes work team in those days. So I think it's potentially a bit of a, you know, kind of a call back to that. And yeah, a lot more Ineos on there, obviously, but I'm fine with that because it, the red on there really works. And there's also another, I don't know if you mentioned, but there's like another flick of, of red on the side of the nose as well that you can see from a side angle of the car, which it just looks good. It just looks good. I, I can understand why people might not be a huge fan of it. There's a lot of different themes going on there. Maybe it's a bit too much for some, but... There's, without a doubt, much worse deliveries on the grid, Ruby, just like Red Bull, which, is it an RB18 or a 19 or a 20, or is this going to prelude to the RB21 next year? Because it's the exact same livery that they always have. I think even the sponsors have stayed exactly the same from last year. George, I'm going to stop you right there. I think it's such a revolutionary design change, you know, the use of red and yellow, Something we've never seen before from this Milton Keynes outfit. The blue, oh wow, so inspired. You know, the Red Bull RB20 livery that we've seen is something truly groundbreaking. But in all seriousness, we knew what this car was going to look like from the get-go. <laughs> there hasn't been too much change to the Red Bull liveries as of late. Like, I do kind of miss the 2017-2018 era where it was a bit more, like, the colours, I think, popped a bit more. But that might have just been because... You know, it was something different to what we'd had the previous few seasons. You know, anyone I think who expects like a very drastic changes between the Red Bull liveries every season has not been watching F1 for very long. But yeah, the renders that they've also released do seem to be hiding a lot of the major changes to their 2024 car. What we can see, it looks a bit tighter and higher in the chassis towards the back that's covering the engine. Um, and it does look like there's been a thinner air intake for the side pods whilst still having side pods. There is a sort of rumour going around on social media that Red Bull would be introducing a zero side pod package from the Japanese Grand Prix onwards. That does turn out to be true. We'll see if Adrian Newey and his team could succeed where Mercedes failed. But, you know, the actual car itself, it looks like a Red Bull. It looks like an RB. 19 looks like what will presumably be the RB21. Surprisingly, they've not put some gold on there to signify, obviously, you know, their to well, you know, when they do their sort of gold on the driver number for when they've got the championship. Maybe that would just be a bit too ambitious going for another title in a row. But they were so dominant last year and have allegedly been working on their RB20 since early in 2023. I'm not surprised they're keeping their cards close to their chest. If they've nailed their car for 2024 and their challenges continue to disappoint, it's hard to see why this won't also be as successful. Yeah, I hate to agree with you on that, but I think you're probably right. 
And and that's a very interesting rumours about the about the zero side pods thing as well. And of course, um, Japan in this season is much earlier in the season. Traditionally, it's around October time. This year, I believe it's in April, around four or something like that. So that's quite early on in the season for to make a radical change like that. Almost a B-spec car at that point, if that's the case. That's obviously just a rumour, but it'd be fascinating to see. And yes, I do, I do, I do take the mick about the livery. Of course, it's the same. It's always going to be the same because. They're Red Bull. They 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 race in Formula One to sell cans of their products. So of course they're always going to have the same thing. It's not like Ferrari where they sell beautiful cars. They sell energy drinks. That's what they do. That's their name. But from the renders we can see. I mean, it's quite hard to tell because of where those those black areas are on the car. But there are. It looks very different. It looks very radical. Which usually means one of two things. It's either going to be a lot better than last year or a lot worse. And given that Adrian Newey is the one designing the car, it's probably going to be a lot better. They've had a lot of time and effort poured into this earlier on in the season, obviously, because it looked very early on, like, right, yeah, we're going to win everything this season. And they pretty much did. So, yeah, although it might not look the best, they're not going to care if it's the fastest car in the grid, which, given how they were last season, pretty likely that's going to be the case but yeah so those are the five the five cars that have gone through the five liveries that we've reviewed charlie you've obviously been on both of the shows for the, for the livery reveals just want to get your take on what you think is your person i think i already know what your favorite of all these is going to be but also which is the worst out of 10 cars for the 2024 20, season in your opinion the best is is going to be skate no it's ferrari for we could have some fun i thought i'd try and but hers was a better delivery no, Ferrari, hands down, the best car by country mile on the grid. And for those who've listened to last week's show, which didn't come to much surprise that my least favorite is Alpine. It's just incredibly disjointed in what they want to, in my opinion, achieve. I will say there are elements of every car that I do really like, but the Alpine just falls flat, whereas the Ferrari just is a poster child for what a good car should look like. Yeah, and I'm sure that I'm sure they'll sell a lot of posters of that car, like you mentioned earlier on too. Oh, Wayne, what's your what's your picks for the best and the worst? Uh, just from a, just from a looks point of view of the cars we've seen this season. Just from looks, I'm gonna have to. You know, I'm still taken a lot by the Williams. I have to say, I know obviously we haven't covered it in uh, in this section of the show, but I just I really really <laughs> I gotta say I I think the the Duracell we've said it before, but the Duracell branding is ingenious. Obviously, it's not a golf livery even though they are sponsored by golf. But I, ju- I just think that the sort of... I mean, they're complementary colours for a reason, but, you know, the, the just a hint of ambery orange, more like bronze, really, on the airbox, and then and then the sort of orange that, you know, goes through the car from golf, and then, and then the deep sort of royal blue that you get, royal, almost navy blue that you get from, from, from the sort of Williams branding. And then even down to the... So the inclusion right on the on the rear of the car on the engine cover, I think, is the is a slightly lighter toned uh, homage to the uh, to the original sort of Frank Williams engineering uh, logo, which I think is just I think it's just a really it's really nice. It just seems sort of well put together with with the way that the lines sort of go across the car, and it just slightly edges out the it just slightly edges out the I'm going to call it the Red Bull second team because I refuse to go through its its current name when it comes to the worst. I don't know, call me a heretic, but I, I kind of like, I, I not like, I dislike less the Alpine in comparison to, I think, the Haas. I don't, I don't know what it is about the Haas, but it just, I think it, it should be a surefire combination that's bound to work with the white and then the, you know, the red on the front, on the front and rear wing. And then 
and then obviously the black coming through but I don't know what it is about it but it just doesn't quite work for me I think I think Haas has had better liveries in the past particularly in their early years and to be quite honest even if they'd I think there was a concept once for sort of integrating the German flag back when back when Mick Schumacher drove for them and I think that looked better but something about I think so much of it being black I think is an issue it's less of an accent color and I think it's I think it's the fact that it's matte on matte paint on gloss carbon fiber is the main issue but it just it just doesn't work together cohesively for me I, I think that's probably going to be the, the one the one i would say is comfortably worse yeah you know i'm, I'm with you and then the Haas is a pretty dire livery i mean it should it should work it really should work but just like the car itself bit of a disappointment but who knows maybe they'll be better this year we can we can hope we can hope and pray ruby which is your picks for the um uh, the best and the worst looking cars of the, of the season so far. I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think the Ferrari is the best looking car on, uh, for the 2024 season. You know, mostly just I can't believe I'm saying it based on the fact that, you know, I've been a diehard Lewis Hamilton fan since 2007, which means that rivalries, you know, continue for the rest of your life. So 2025 is going to completely blow my mind. But, you know, I do looking at the ferrari it looks like a racing car it looks like what an f1 car should be it's obviously very commonly said that everyone wants to drive for ferrari when they look like that of course they do you know the sort of pinstriping that they've got going on the integration of like the actual drivers nationalities and things like that as well i really like that kind of you know neat little touch it was a bit like the mercedes last year having different driver number colors and accents depending on the team, which I don't think they're actually doing this year, at least from the liveries that we've seen from them. But yeah, the Ferrari's just muy bellissima, or however you say it in Italian. But as far as worse liveries goes, I feel like many like valid options have been put forward of, you know, the Haas, the Alpine. Like, I would probably throw the stake in there, but we don't actually know if it's going to continue to look like that by the time the season starts. But I will probably settle on the Alpine just mostly based on the fact that it just looks identityless. Like, there's so much black to it that, you know, it could ultimately look like any of four teams in the dark, you know, or during a, like, darker wet race, for example. Like, you know, you'd hope that they'd have a bit more blue and pink to it. You know, if they added some white to it, it would, like, it, even for me, it'd look a little bit better. But as far as the actual alpine challenger goes i think it's just probably the worst livery that they've done including even their testing livery for i think 2021 i think it was which was almost entirely black with just the french logo french logo french flag as an aspect that had more personality to it than this car does and when f1 is all about you know putting yourselves out there as here's our identity who are alpine why should I care about Alpine? They don't care about their livery, seemingly. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. That, that Alpine is pretty bad, and yeah, <laughs> it's not a great looking car. Absolutely not. I think. I think as well. There's. A, I mean, I think. I think it was Martin Brundle or Michael Schumacher. I wanted to. I think they did a piece on it ages ago, where they basically. I think they were going around Valencia street circuit, and they were basically saying like, look. This is a great because you know you don't you look you look at a still image of the track you have no idea where it is there's no there's no identity to it there's nothing and it's the same for cars as well you should be able to take a still image of a car obviously take the the look maybe take the sponsors and 
and the actual the name if the team name is on the car off and you should be like right that's a mclaren or that's a williams or that's a ferrari you look at that alpine and you're like that's a car you do it could be any of them it could be pretty much any of them there's no identity to it whatsoever so yeah for me personally i've got to, to get to get them out of the way i mean like i would say that the alpine is probably the most surprising for me in a bad way i'm uh, very disappointed with how that looked did not expect it to look like that the best without a doubt ferrari absolutely and the worst i mean alpine's down there but i'll i'll just i'll just say the the red bull just because it's it's the same but it's exactly the same there's no innovation whatsoever but yeah so just to quickly go around again charlie what would you say for better or worse is the most surprising car and, and how it looks this season for you surprising wise i don't know because there's 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 a lot of options for in terms of surprise like the williams looks great i agree with Wayne. like that would be probably having done last week's episode where i waxed lyrical on the v carb or whatever it is we're calling it i look back again and like the the williams is it's a gorgeous car too so that's a bit of a surprise there but i think i guess ultimately i would have to go with the merc that blend of the silver and and the black instead of going one or the other because like I said, I don't think anybody was really expecting a, a combination of the two kind of styles. I think it look it's a it's a pretty good car looking car. The reds kind of again lean a bit more with Owain on that. I think the red kind of feels a little bit out of place. It's just in, in watching with the how the the blues are meant to go and have the airflow and that's where your eye is supposed to kind of follow as you go down the body of the car. The red just kind of just it, it makes you it's grabs your attention your eyes snap away from everything else which if you're enos that's great because you're having all the attention drawn on your logo and <laughs> your brand so that's great but i i think i don't i think it's a bit too much red on it but and i don't think it's necessarily a bad car i just think it's the biggest surprise for sure i think it's a good car oh wayne what's your choice for a most surprising car 2024 you're on mute mate God, it, it's only been four years. I think the most surprising car has got to be. I think it's got to be the. It's got to be the Sauber for me. Um, I did not expect. I don't know what it is, but neon green just hasn't really, hasn't really featured that much apart from you know as an as an accent color on, on the Aston Martin. And for some reason, like it, it hasn't looked very good since the since the Sebastian Vettel days. But I I just think it's. I don't know. I, I, it's the one that's going to. I think it, it's it's the sort of. The all-black car that's going to be the most identifiable on track, probably just just edging out the uh, the McLaren there. Uh, there is a, a surprisingly large amount of color on there. I think Kick being the being the uh, is is the branding partner that sort of brings that to the to the car, so it's it's likely to stay. I'm, I'm just I'm just surprised they went with that. I I did I don't know what I expected. I think I expected more of the same, but clearly they've gone visually away from the red uh, as that was a as that was an Alfa Romeo sort of attached thing so uh, i don't know why i'm surprised but i'm surprised i, I think they're just edging out the the toro rosso sort of look of the uh of the visa cash app racing balls whatever whatever else you want to call it because uh, that's a, that's a that's a, I, I didn't expect them to go with that i actually expected them to stick with an alpha tower style livery for some reason but yeah it, it's probably the south fair enough uh rube what's your pick for most surprising livery the livery that i was most surprised by really and i said this before we actually started recording the show but it's the rb vd carbo one you know i think with sort of how messy a name it has as a team and you know how many sort of sponsors they're trying to put together onto it like 
you know, it had the potential to be very messy. I still think the sort of front angle could do with some work, but at the same time, I think from the sort of, you know, side angle, it obviously harkens back to the, like, latter Toro Rosso days, obviously trying to build their own identity despite literally just being called RB when you take away the sponsorship elements of their team name. But I think, you know, it could have been so much worse. And for that, I am surprisingly, you know, impressed by the livery that they've actually made for 2024. Hopefully, for the sake of the team, it's faster than 2023's car. They'll be hoping for their sake, definitely. Yeah, an absolute car crash of a name. But it does look pretty good, which is the main thing. Charlie, I mentioned at the start of the show that you're a broadcaster. Did you want to give us some details on that? I used to be a full-time broadcaster. Now I do it part-time. I have switched jobs, but if you're in Canada, I do a lot of stuff with TSN now. So watch that for your good national and more localized regional sports. But uh, other than that, I would say, again, check out the extensive back catalog that Grid Talk has because I used it to to prefer, prefer the, the reveal show or delivery show last week. It was indispensable and... It's all the all the back shows still hold up. So, well done, everybody. Well done. We'll pat ourselves on the back collectively for that. Thank you. Oh, Wayne, I've mentioned our social medias where you can follow Grid Talk earlier in the show. Do you want to give us some more details on those? Yeah, so to keep up to date with all of the happenings on the show, so you'll get notified when you go live if you follow all of our socials, which are at what is it at Grid Talk UK on any of the social media platforms that use the at any one of them. That'll get you to there. Thank you very much for that. And of course, Ruby, you you have your own podcast. You've got a lot of things going on. What's your anything you want to plug? I guess the only thing I'll plug in this scenario is just to really get in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube and let us know your thoughts on the liveries and all of that. Um, but if you do want to find me on the socials, like it's at Rubes001 on the meta platforms. Don't bother looking for me on Twitter because I'm not going to be posting there. So get on threads and find me there at Route001. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to mention as well. I mean, Charlie did mention about all the old episodes we've got online. Uh, Grid Talk is available on YouTube where most of the episodes are recorded live. This is not one of them, but we will restart the live shows when the season itself starts in Bahrain in a couple of weeks. As well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal Pocket Pass. Just search for F1 Grid Talk for our big bad catalogue of shows with previews, reactions, sprint reviews, race reviews, fireside, livery reveals, everything. We got everything on there. Uh, and also, please consider uh, supporting the channel financially as well on Patreon so we can get be- better mics, lights, and recording equipment. And also, be subscribe to YouTube as well to be the first to know when each new episode is released and ring the bell icon to get the notifications through. Now, I just want to mention that you may remember back in November that I shaved my beard for November to help support my friend Mark Alamonda as he was as he was suffering with cancer. Just the, the fund was to to help give him the best best treatment and the best uh, most comfort he could get as he was going through a very difficult time. I was going to send it because I knew he took a turn for the worst. I was going to give him a get well message in the show, but. Unfortunately, I was informed by his family that he uh, passed away yesterday. And I know he was a a big F1 fan. I know he was a big listener of the show. And I know he really wants to thank everybody involved with Grid Talk. 
whether you donated to his his just giving or anything in between. Yeah, I know he really wants to thank you for that. Um, he really did appreciate that. And yeah, just want to say that I, I was told as well that he was surrounded by his closest friends and his family in his final moments as well, and he was at peace. And so, rest in peace, Mark. Uh, God bless you. It's heaven's um, angel of angel, and and the least we can do is dedicate this episode to you. So yeah, never nice sharing that news, but. Uh, yeah, I felt like the people once that uh, had a right to know at the end of the day because I know a few people did who listened to Grid Talk did donate to his just giving, which is amazing. But yeah, and to and to move on, we'll be back next week to go over F1 testing in Bahrain and do the preview for the race as well. But yeah, thank you very much for listening and watching. It's Grid Talk presented by Bet Online, and goodbye.